you having fun? Just staring from across the room. You've got to stretch your stuff, and I'll show you just what to do now. You gotta dance, gotta make your advance, you gotta show you've got guts. I gotta move that'll make them swoop, and it's called the two-step strut. Now dance with me. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? I knew it was going to be sound effects. Ooh, cracking a crisp Coca-Cola there. Uh, I'm alive! I'm alive again! Uh... You know how much I committed to that bit? I didn't bother getting a real Coca-Cola. <laughs> I This might be the worst movie we've ever watched. It's shameless. Nothing happens for 90 minutes. This movie could be described as three things. Shame, shameless product placement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wheel, wheel wheelchair bound boy battery <laughs> and just dullness dull the 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 essence of dull and it's, the parts yeah. when that stuff's not happening well it's not like there's a vague plot happening and it's that they're one of the moons of saturn we land a rover and it accidentally vacuums up a family of aliens who then come to earth and they're trying to get reconnect but most of the movie is mac absolutely destroying a grieving family's home while the two kids promise it's not them and their mom is growing increasingly more like frenzied because it just seems like her children have out of the blue started destroying their lives and at one point she's like i believe you i just don't know what it is and i was like well that's that's a nice touch but also that doesn't help like it's just the alien mac absolutely ruining their lives for 90 minutes yeah like legitimately I don't know why the the I don't know why Eric likes the likes Mac whatsoever. It in one in one week, I think it was. Uh, I I don't know how many days it goes over. Um, like, but because of Mac, his house gets destroyed. He falls off of a cliff, <laughs> almost drowns. Almost drowns. Also gets shot brutally in the most brutal scene i think i've ever one of the most brutal scenes i think i've ever seen in them in a movie where he gets shot goes uh instantly dies in his wheelchair and then like the fam the family of aliens gets shot and explodes like like, it's the most chaotic fucking like last few minutes of that movie i you're also not referencing the fact that the aliens then I reform and resurrect Eric from yes. the dead yes. via magic. Yes, because they can like, do that. I want to also say, apparently, I don't have any reviews uh, for the movie. We talked about this, and we were, we're not going to do any bits this week since this could go long. Um, one of the reviews, apparently, that isn't in every cut of the movie. Like, maybe originally they cut it, that part where he got shot. Yeah. Uh, they cut from like that scene to somehow everything's okay, and then the the Mac family becomes United States citizens and driving cars and stuff. But um, somebody was in the review was like, "Our we were talking about this movie, and our buddy said that that he remembered the kid game went away, and we all thought it was a bit until we looked it up online. So mm-hmm. I guess that's not like kind of like Tammy and the T Rex, uh, where they did a, the original cut had like no gore in it. Yeah. Um, 
similarly, I think there's cuts of this movie where so people there are people who've seen Mac and Me and they don't know that that plot point happens that Eric is just absolutely blown away by the cops and then uh, fucking is resurrected from the dead by Mac's family. Jesus, my God, it's. We're making I, this movie sound more wild than it is. Like yeah. I cannot stress how this is after 90 minutes of just Eric and his brother going, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the and the McDonald's dance party. The McDonald's dance party is wild. And the two thit bits, I want to hear your favorite bits of the McDonald's dance party because my two favorite bits are... Um, the football players at the front door mm-hmm. like doing their like the, like a like a sort of a juke like juke dance and yeah. also when the when the nasa or fbi i forget what who they were with sure. like government agents arrive mm-hmm. in their car um there are kids as if creating a barrier between mac and mac and uh the mcdonald's or them in the McDonald's start dancing at them like it's West Side Story, like like as if and they're like get away, get away, like I and from what I understand, Mac didn't have magic powers to start the dance, like he he's not enchanting people. It's no. just that they're just having a dance party. So these kids mm-hmm. of their own volition started dancing at these government agents to like make them not enter the McDonald's. It's it's one of those things that I love about movies that were clearly written by adults who don't know how kids like work or it's written by somebody who grew up in like you know california or whatever where the whole thing like oh yeah we're going to a party we're going to a party do you want to go to a party yeah it's a dance party at mcdonald's like somebody has rented out a mcdonald's and it's just like a carnival is happening here and that's not i don't think i've ever been like maybe i'd go to like the high school and the auditorium has like a carnival set up or it's a dance but it's like yeah we're going to the party and just it's a mcdonald's free-for-all dance party yeah it's that like 80s 90s thing it's where like mcdonald's randomly shows up and like things like i i I always think about the scene in richie rich where he has a mcdonald's in his home and i'm like oh yeah that's great let's look at that like 15 years down the line how happy is that like that's really cool when you're a kid but it's like god damn dad Uh, you just go downstairs and eat the mcdonald's all the time uh i love i want to talk about the fbi agents quickly and then if there's more we want to talk about we can but i don't feel like there probably is i love that chase where they're trying to catch mac and Uh, eric and michael because they the two kids escape to the sears where their mom works yeah and they get chased by the fbi and as they leave mac is like doing his electric hands thing and turning on all these appliances that they're off. At one point, he shuts the the doors behind them so the, the FBI guys can't get through. They start pounding on it, and then one of them runs back into the store, picks up a television, runs back out, and just hurls it through the door. Nobody has explained to the, anybody at the Sears what's going on. So for all bits and purposes, the FBI has chased two children through a Sears and just started wrecking shit. And it's just... It's the, that is maybe the funniest part of the movie to me. Uh, just this like haphazard chase where the FBI is like throwing shit around in a Sears. It's a bad movie. Well, bad movie. And again, we're making it sound way more excited and impressive than it is. Like it's not even I don't yeah. even think it is like good bad movie. It is like just it's just pretty bad with like some just clearly like ridiculous moments in it like but it, they're not they're too far in between to make 
this worth a watch, I think. So mm-hmm. don't watch this. But movie. I guess we should also mention, as per your reference at the beginning, uh, it is to the point where they find Mac's family basically uh, yes. dead in a mine and they give them Coca-Cola and it brings the family back to life or they were like near death and the Coca-Cola resurrects them for reasons. It's shameless. It is the most shameless so fucking funny. thing. Like, I mean, we have here on, we're not using Zoom as we normally do because of your challenge, which we'll get to in just a second. We are on roll 20 and I did put a big background of just the Ronald McDonald in that dance party was also, I fucking loved that guy. I, I feel like if I was, um, if I was in a McDonald's ever and Ronald McDonald was there ever like i would probably shit my pants of just like <laughs> just like god this is horrifying he he ronald mcdonald is the most horrifying figure that's ever existed in media i think uh have you seen the pictures of what he originally looked like i don't think so he's got like a flat box like a tray hat like it's actually somehow creepier okay i'm gonna look that up real fast while you while we move on i think original well, Madison looks up the original Ronald McDonald uh, look. I will go ahead and we're going to move straight into the pitch because last time. Holy off, shit. Yeah. We'll post a link or a picture of this with the episode so you can all see uh, how actually somehow creepier the original Ronald McDonald. Holy looks. hell. This is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has a cup for a nose and it's like <laughs> fl- it's flat in the front. So it is like, holy yeah. crap. Jesus, I'm I'm gonna think about this tonight, not in a good way. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my um, bunk. I have to do a sequel to the movie Mac and Me that is a in some fashion playable tabletop role playing mm-hmm. game. Uh now Madison, the first thing I have to do is cop to the fact that I have made you a liar. Um Okay. You said at the end of last episode that we're not gonna improvise a pitch. We're essentially going to improvise a pitch. Okay. I have I started writing this and the opening is very much the structure of a pitch. And I quickly realized that depending on what you do or how certain roles go out, I would have to write like seven different ways each sure, scene sure, sure, could sure, go. Sure, sure. So we're going to kind of play it a little fast and loose near the end. So essentially we're going to play D&D about halfway through the pitch. Cool. So what you're saying is you feel my pain a little bit when I was writing the uh, dude, where's my car? Uh, choose your own adventure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. But to be fair, I only made you have to have two choices. That's true. This is a playable RPG game in which I if I did just two you know, different angles, that would just be a choose your own adventure. That wouldn't be an RPG. So the first thing we have to do with any RPG is you got to pick your character, Madison. Oh, my God. Send you a link. Holy shit. I am so giddy today. I was I'm I was so looking forward to this and so Madison, what we have here is a list of characters. Uh, Eric is in the movie, but he is not a playable character. The three characters you can play as are Mac, the older brother Michael, and Debbie, the neighbor girl who's in most of the movie, also not can really contributing to, to it at all. Um, each of these guys have stats here. I went with the. D&D, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Uh, You'll see there there's a plus, a minus, or a zero. We're going to kind of crib from fate here a little bit. Uh, Every time I have you roll, you're going to roll two of like dices where it'll have a plus, it'll have a minus, or it'll have um, like a zero, essentially. In this case, three pluses is a crit. 
So what like I have like this is like the best it could go for you. Plus two pluses and a zero is like still pretty good. Three zeros is just average. You'll probably succeed, but there's more that could have happened for you if you had okay. done better. Minus zero minus is like oh barely, but not quite. And then all minuses is a crit fail. Okay. So you're gonna roll ultimately two dice and then add whatever stat for the character you select for what we're rolling with some of them do have additional powers mac for example i put in the various superpowers mac has you can use those that's going to be a little bit more of you can use them to help a roll or something like that or like i might give you advantage on decisions or things uh michael has some abilities well debbie doesn't we can work give her some as we go along i just was absolutely at a loss to figure out what her character in the first movie would contribute at this point. So you're only going to play one of the characters here. Uh, which would you like to play? Mac, Michael, or Debbie? I mean... Now you will see Mac has mostly... Mostly it's just that he's fast. Mac has a lot of negatives. Michael is mostly physical and Debbie is mostly social. Mm-hmm. Now they each have some powers. Uh, for example... As I said, Mac has the some of the powers like he can zap stuff, he can stretch. He has I put find family because uh, in that he can use the his powers to like locate his family. I also wrote cheat death at any point in the campaign. One time you can bring a character back if they die. Okay, I think uh, Michael. Oh, go ahead. I I'm reading them here. I know you go ahead. Describe each of them. Sure. Michael, again, is mostly physical. He's got good strength and con. He's also got some wisdom because Michael was surprisingly, like, adept at, in that movie. Um, there's a bit where they're going to, like, they're trying to decide if they're going to help Mac find his family. And they're and the Debbie's older sister says something about, like, well, we're going to get caught. He's like, well, yeah, we're kids. We're going to get caught either way. So why don't we go ahead and do, the like, the right thing? Right? I was like, that's very wise. Uh, he has leadership as one. Um if you play as Michael at any point, you can use, like, for your action, you can, like, have somebody else's character use their action. Uh, inspiration, because of what I just mentioned, at some point, uh, you can use that ability to have me just kind of make the decision for you to keep us moving in a direction. Like, that's that doesn't mean anything bad. It's more of, if you're like, I feel like we're floundering, I can just go ahead and take the wheel for a bit. And sure, 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 sure. Or I'll tell you what direction to go or whatnot. Debbie has town lore and again could not come up with anything else uh -huh. so we can add more we could add more powers or things to her as we go but at the moment that's where we set again eric is non-playable but i do have his stats listed here with the others but got it got it i'm gonna go with mac um i love play i love playing um um uh spellcasters so uh i'm going to choose the magical the magical misfit of mac um and I'm going to I'm going to enjoy I think you should play Michael. So, <laughs> oh, I'm going to every so often I'm going to play everybody else, essentially. So I was going to let you pick and then I can I might roll for Michael or things. But generally speaking, I'm I'm not going to be doing much rolling. It's going to be you deciding things. And I might do some rolls here or there, depending on how things go. But I mean, I see um, maybe if we do flounder, you play Michael f to forward the plot progression sure. might be a choice. So. Um, and Debbie can also be there. so Like she was in the first movie. Then with the characters created and the stats ready, it's time wait, to start. Um, wait, um, 
before we start, um, I'm going to give my Mac a cool haircut. Um, a cool, like, um, I'm going to, do you have the, do you have 10 gold? Um, let me see here. Uh, I have seven. Cool. Uh, you get a bad haircut. You get the Peaky Blinders haircut. Um, Mac with the Peaky Blinders haircut is a very (laughs) funny image. Um, maybe that is the thumbnail. Uh, maybe we'll see. (laughs) That is the, the cover of the playbook for Mac and me two D six. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The movie opens on a, the, the Mac or not Mac, the Eric, I don't know their last name, Eric and Michael's, their mom's home in California. Sure. The Sullivan home in California where, uh, Michael and Eric grew up. This is many years later. Uh, it is, the 4th of July, and for the first time in a number of years, Mac, Mac I keep doing that, fuck, He's, they don't put the, uh, sorry, it bothers me that it's Mac and me, and I'm like, that should be the main character then, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Michael are home for the first time in a number of years, and they see our main characters are all having a get-together at the mom's house. They're... Busy, working, traveling, etc. Debbie and Mac both still live in the town. Mac is working with a lab built by NASA nearby as the Donald family, as I'm calling Mac's family. Okay. Um, you know, Mac Donald. Yes. Uh, refused, uh, refused to move to Florida, which is where like Cape Canaveral is and stuff. Uh, and, oh, uh, I, I have a fun bit here that may come up later but they in my lore they never moved to florida because or they refused to because they thought coke and skittles were local cuisine not that this was like a natural. So they were like well no why would we we need coke to live we have to stay here yeah that's hilarious um, so the party's going great everyone is laughing and reminiscing about the events of the first movie like any part of that story was fun for anyone in it or watching it uh they do they all do the hand thing uh, mm-hmm. The Donalds did to like just like ooh whatever. That's how. He, oh, my first question, Madison, is what did Mac bring to the get together? Um, Mac brought a pie. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it is a uh, because they don't quite understand um like human food. Um, what they did mm-hmm. is they got a pie crust. Um put um a bunch of mcdonald's fries in there and uh then some skittles and of course um and some hamburger and just baked that um Mm, and just like mom used to make oh and the secret sauce the secret sauce for the big mac like um gotcha they, they uh that's like the filling of it and then bake that in a pie crust and that's what they brought um he calls it a, um, um, a McPie. Oh, I hate that. Um, so, like I said, they're bringing in. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Go ahead, and we're into the first roll of the game. Give me a charisma roll to see how that that goes over. So you're gonna roll two. It's a roll two d f, and then add your charisma modifier, please backslash mm-hmm. am I doing forward slash or something oh uh, yeah I think so uh, backslash roll a space 2df uh, other slash 
and roll the word roll. Oh, I had to do roll. Yeah, it's also the other slash. Yeah, I was I I misled you. Roll. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'll leave all of this in my struggle. Roll to back. <sighs> nope. Backslash roll. Backslash space two d f two d f. Hilarious. There you go. You might maybe just uh, copy that. Like get that into your clipboard, so you just have to paste it for no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that is what is your charisma as Mac? It is minus. Minus. So that is not a thing I accounted for. Plus minus <laughs> zero. Uh, it's fine. It's a middle. You've kind of you pretty much ruled one of everything. So that's very middle of the road. Uh, it doesn't. The everybody responds or reacts like a classic Mac. I think Eric and Michael actually like Debbie kind of rolls her eyes, but Mac and Eric are like, this is that classic Mac shit that we've been missing since we moved elsewhere for work and travel, etc. Um Mac, um, since I've been working at um me as Mac has been working mm-hmm. at the lab or whatever, like I have like all these like big like projects i'm working on um Mm -hmm. but i'm really excited about this pie that um i'm sort of like a taste testing with um with with my family and i plan mac is mac is entering the adventure cooking phase of his early adulthood yeah 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 exactly and um i convinced that uh i am dedicated to submitting this idea to mcdonald's here um in the next month or so so um I really um, want to see how everyone thinks and see if I got all like the spices and the flavors um, mm-hmm. of everything uh, right. So I am looking for honest reactions from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as we kind of like the, the scene opens with everybody coming in and Mac, and Mac brings the pie and um, we kind of cut to all like Age of Ultron. We cut to the scene where everybody's in the living room, like drinks in hand. They're hanging out, and we see the uneaten pie on the table. More of like, oh yeah, we'll have that later for dessert, but clearly uh-huh. with the no intention of actually eating it. I say, um, I say, we're never dessert. gonna finish this script, for, Madison. For dessert, it's a dinner pie. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, move forward. Anyway, as everybody is laughing and reminiscing and doing the hand thing. Uh, suddenly a pallor fall pallor suddenly a pallor falls over Eric's face and he curls into a snarl a voice emits from his mouth rejoice for the foretold destruction is upon you seven <laughs> diadems one for every sea I shall burn one for every continent one for every sea I shall boil one for every continent to burn in my fury rejoice for you shall be saved to worship me I am coming Safeguard the vessel, or you will burn like your world in the world before. Uh, Eric's hands emit the same lightning flashes as Mac's powers. Okay. And he slumps into his chair unconscious. So, now the opening scene is over. Going forward, things are going to happen, and there may be clues as to where you might go next. Right now, the world's kind of open to you. I can give you a list of places that I've made scenes for. (laughs) But... Uh, um, it's up to you how you want to proceed. Um, seeing Eric uh, pass out in his chair, um, Mac is going to go over and try to heal him to wake him up. Um, gotcha. Now, you don't have healing powers, and he's not dead. Okay. Um, so this would be, uh, I think, usually medicine is an intelligence. Intelligence. So that I have a zero for intelligence. 
sound. I'll tell you what, we'll give Debbie first aid going forward. And that is, what do you, uh, what's the, your intelligence? Uh, zero. Zero. So plus and two zeros. Man, I didn't think this roll uh, system through because you're, you've hit two rolls in a row that I didn't plan for because I did this badly. Um, so that's two zeros and a plus. So that's a success. I think that it, Mac kind of having worked at NASA d- has learned, like had to learn some like first aid and stuff in general and is able to wake Eric up. Uh, he's very discombobulated and doesn't really um, know what just happened. Like to, to his mind, y'all are doing a fun thing. And then he's like being woken up by like from being unconscious by Mac. So he has no memory of just what happened. So. That's correct. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, I think like. Oh, sorry. You have to do it in Max. Uh, voice. Go ahead and roll Constitution. Okay. Stop doing that. I'll, I'll turn the podcast off. I mean, everybody else already has. God. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, that was pretty concerning. Um, but uh, so I'd say, like, did that seem any did was that in reference to anything that um, are, are my parents here as well? Your parents are in the Gatorade's Pines uh, nursing home across town. Uh, they are still around, but. Um... OK, um, I'm going to say that was concerning and that sounded like something unique or like, I don't know, like I had no, I didn't like it sounded like unique enough that like I don't I think that was like something very similar to like my powers right you know like like mm-hmm. it, my his hands glowed like mine so i think i'm gonna go we're gonna like go all together to talk to my parents to see if they have any insights on it cool uh so you all load up into debbie's van and uh make your way across town to the gatorade pines nursing home uh where your parents have been living for the last few years uh it's a pretty nice place it's um it's it's nicer because your parents live there like nasa has been keeping them very comfortable so and a facility that probably wasn't super interesting or fun is now got you know like pools and bocce ball and those are the only two things oh um, you know i'm gonna play some bocce ball uh with uh, well Dad. You, you definitely do that moving on um <laughs> You find your parents' rooms, and uh, the conversation goes pretty well. I mean, they're they haven't like you and your sister Frenchie haven't really learned a lot about the like lore of the moon of Saturn you're from because like that was a rough time. Like it's it was a I mean the movie opens with that family trying to find water, I guess, by like looking in dunes. So it's a time your parents are like, yeah, we just like. We're here now. This is a better place. So we're not going to like really talk about that a lot. So you don't have a lot of Saturn moon knowledge. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're also, they seem kind of reluctant to tell you. Uh, go ahead and give me persuasion, which I believe is charisma. 
and uh, what's your what int- was it my intel or in- no charisma sorry charisma is a minus mm-hmm. minus you know one day you're gonna roll one of the things that i actually planned for um mm-hmm. again one of each i'm gonna say is kind of a wash so they usually like the usual selves they'll kind of reminisce about what you and your sister remember but they're not really forthcoming with any additional information um at one point as like as mac and eric especially michael is like no like what's we have to find out what's going on like you have to remember your parents are old they don't yeah. they're you know not remembering as much your mom does keep like every so often she almost like turns towards her bookshelf for a second and then kind of shakes her head and looks back got it i'm thinking of like grandma coco and coco uh like sure. she's kind of like very old like sort of mm-hmm. like sort of a little despondent mm-hmm. and um i'm gonna say uh hey debbie um um what's the sister's name again um what's your sister name? yeah frenchie hey frenchie why don't you take sorry Roman- senator frenchie donald yeah, Senator Frenchie That is Donald. canon. I'm not, it's not a joke. I'm just, well, yes, I did write in my notes, Senator Frenchie Donald. Got it, got it. I say, Frenchie. Frenchie uh, Frenchie's not here. Oh, oh, she's not here. She's in Washington, D.C. She's a senator. Oh, okay, okay. I say, Debbie, Debbie, <laughs> take, take, uh, take, t- take mom and dad outside to the bocce ball. Um, <laughs> I tell dad that, oh, I hate, um, Hey, I say, hey, I see old man, um, old man Jacob out there. Um, doesn't, uh, didn't he school you last time at bocce ball? Um, and, uh, trying to convince my dad to go outside. Yeah, um, gotcha. And, uh, give me, um, again, charisma, but I'll give you advantage. Roll twice, take the higher two rolls for anybody who doesn't know what that means. Uh, because, oh, he and Old Man Jenkins, fierce rivalry on yeah. the bocce ball court. It's one, two. Great. And you add a minus, correct? A minus, yes. To charisma. So in that case, it would be a plus and two minuses. Um, that's going to, the minuses are going to outweigh the pluses in that one. So, yeah. Um, He's he's no no I not he I kind of leans in and he goes I let him win he wasn't he wasn't gonna play if I kept kept winning so I had to let him win one I say um interesting wait what's that and I point outside the window um cool and I'm like the, someone's, everybody someone's, immediately someone's someone's drowning in the pool and I use the power of stretch. Cool. Um, to grab the book. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's multiple books. Or is there like a specific one that you're... The one that looks the most alien-y. Um, gotcha. Uh, so as you like pull your arm back, we kind of see the camera. Like the, the arm actually pulls through your sleeve, so it's in your shirt. Mm-hmm. And when it mm-hmm. comes out again, you're not holding a book anymore. Um, oh, it's back. It's, there's nobody drowning in the pool. I meant there was swimming in the pool. Sorry, I, I forget like that humans can mm-hmm. swim. Um, you know we can't swim. Cannon. <laughs> we anyway, I was gonna. I was gonna guess in too deep into that. Um, well, it's time for my nap. 
Uh, and Nurse Cagney comes in to show you out. Cagney? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Nurse Cagney sound like? Just real, real fast. Oh, she sounds like um, this. Okay. Cool. The audience can't, I guess the listeners can't see, I looked all around my apartment for literally any other inspiration first. Um, all right. All right, well, it's time, all right, it's time for us to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I sound like the gingerbread man from Shrek. You definitely uh, sound like the gingerbread man from Shrek. Yeah. Um, um, so I leave uh, there, and I think we go into the van, into Debbie's van, um, and look through that book. Cool. Uh, the most alien book on your parents' bookshelf was the uh, Sigourney Weaver autobiography. Oh, okay. um, so you now have a copy of Sigourney Weaver's autobiography. Okay. Awesome. Um, this means only one thing. We must find Sigourney Weaver and question her further. Thus, or Eric will be doomed. Does everyone know who Sigourney Weaver is? Okay. Uh, yes. For the listeners, I have done a secret roll, and it is two minuses. Um, yeah. So, uh, Michael steps in at this point, uh, the character of Michael, uh-huh. and says, Mac, I don't think that Sigourney Weaver is has no, anything to do I'm with I'm pretty th- sure it's Sigourney Weaver is the secret to this whole I mean, plot. Uh, yeah, but that she's in Hollywood, which is like a day's drive away. So maybe we should try to find other clues here. Huh. I don't know. Um, I, I'll i trust your judgment, Michael, but <laughs> something tells me Sigourney Weaver has something to do with this. Um, it says something about a mysterious character called zool i never heard of this zool before but mac that's the chapter about ghostbusters oh what's a ghost it's the thing eric was before you and your family brought him back to life after he was blown away by the police uh mac looks despondent into the distance trying to not trying to forget that horrible memory and then it's like okay let's look somewhere else um so where where are some other locations in this town that um so we have the library there's the church there's a doctor um saint bernardine's methodist church there is the mcdonald's mall the doctor uh your nasa office is in town you already you're at gatorade pines elderly care home so i mean you can continue to investigate here if you'd like well this this uh this didn't turn up very much so let's see if we can go to my office and figure out anything let's see if um uh the people at my office have seen any mysterious readings or anything like that so uh, we go to the nasa offices um so you drive across but you drive out to your office it's a little bit more on the outskirts of town um this is more of a like like facility office for R&D more than it is a launch site. Um, you and Dr. Starsky Hutch have been working here to um, to uh, actually you're doing the research to engineer a manned mission to the moon that you're from. You're not like in the actual 
applica- like application stage mm-hmm. that's much more figuring out, like uh, spacesuits, the life support systems, cryo sleep mm-hmm. pods, that kind of thing. Got it. Um, and unfortunately, there is one. Sn- there's one snag. I almost said snitch. Uh, there's one. There's a snitch in the company. Oh, now you gosh. have to find them. That's oh, the my plot. gosh. Um, it's a whodunit. There is one snag. Um, you can really only get a visitor pass for one other person. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take Eric again. I was gonna say the other two, if you wanted, uh, they may try some sneaky snake tactics to get in. Mm-hmm. We'll see, but uh, you also know if they do, then you're going to be kicked out of the uh, facility. Who's the guard at the front gate um, that is checking everybody's passes? Uh, his name is Stephen. Stephen. Hey, mm-hmm. Stephen. What's up? Hey, hey, Mac. How's the family? Oh, they're good. Um, I, uh, I really want wanted to show them the cool stuff I'm working on in my office and to show them the view out my window. I have a great view of the forest. Uh, I have that this is in a scrublands, but also we could that's yeah. Sure. There, there is like a mile perimeter fence around sure. the facility, so you could you can still see the forest, but it is very much for me. It's kind of the funny idea. I want to show them the view from my window, and it's a mile of barren land, and then a chain link fence out yeah, by yeah, the yeah. forest. That's that's fine. Um, uh, but yeah, you um bring eric in with you to the facility and you're kind of showing him around there's oh uh, no i'm trying to convince the guard i want to try to convince the guard to let all of us in oh got it yeah uh yeah well you know you got your one guest pass so i guess the others could like i don't know we could take one in come out give the pass to the other one take them in we're kind of on a strict time clock um Uh, well you know i'm kind of on a strict policy procedure uh one guest I, I put my uh I put my hand on on the desk. I'm like, Stephen, come on, man. We're, we're close. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll owe you one if you you know, turn another way. Turn you know turn the other, t- turn it turn away. You know, um, um. Hey, what's Stephen's favorite snack? What's his snack? He's always eaten. Oh, uh, he's always eating. Oh, what are they? I, I like talk taquitos. What's the like taquitos? Uh, uh, sorry, no, yeah. takis. 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 Yeah, takis. He's just always eating taquitos. He just always has a microwave going with some ta- <laughs> yeah. taquitos. Uh, no, takis. Okay, it's like, hey, I've got um, I've got a hookup down at the 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 supermarket, and. There's a new Taki flavor coming out. I know how you love those. Biscuits and gravy's finally coming out. Biscuits and gravy. They got your letters. Oh my God. They, that's, I can't believe they read them. They sent them back. Stamped unread. Stop sending these. But they have been reading them. He starts crying. I know, I know how much you like those spicy, spicy rods. (laughs) Uh, roll charisma for me with advantage. Uh, you said what charisma? Yeah. Um, um, I like that you're playing the deeply unsocial character as the most socially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. So that's what? Zero plus minus? He's, um, I'll tell you what, this is going to have a different effect. He immediately pulls down like the shutters, like the, like the blast shutter or whatever on his station and leaves 
now that means you can go in. No one will have guest passes. So if anybody is stopped, they will be likely arrested. So all of you have to stick together and you have to make sure nobody asks about guest passes. Got it. Got it. Um, all right, everybody, follow me. And then, like, I lead them in. Mm-hmm. So the gang all goes into the facility here. Like I said, it's mostly labs. Um, there are, you know, a number of boards with, like, the, um, like, spacesuits. And you're showing where there's, like, defibrillators are being, like, how we're going to, like, get defibrillators into the suits. How we're going to be able to, like, if we have to, like, clean a wound, how will that happen? And, so, you know, whatever. Like, the kind of the nuts and bolts of, right now, life support. Uh, you also see the schematics for the cryopods I mentioned. People are trying to figure out, like, the right temperature. Right now, it's maybe a little too cold, but, you know, you're coming along with those. Um, you do see Dr. Starsky Hutch, a uh, grizzled old scientist here, uh, who has a prosthetic foot. I'm going to continue the trend of a lot of people, or I'm going to continue with the uh, disabled rep in the movie because okay, it's I mean, it's not like a, a gag or anything. He just no. has a project foot, um, and he kind of waves to you, and then stops for a second as if he starts counting heads around you. Um, hey, Doctor Startsky, how how are you today? How's it shaking? Hey, Max, shaking like bacon. Uh. What's who's who's the the entourage? Um, uh, this is um Michael, Debbie, and Eric. Um, you may have met some of them before. I don't know if he's met them before. But. Uh, he might be like Debbie's local, but Mac or Mac, I did it again. Eric and Michael, uh, like are not like they they moved away for school and then just kind of started their lives elsewhere. Yeah, um, uh, they're getting uh, these two. These two. Oh, are, right. Is he the... And he kind of, like, half turns away so Eric can't see. He goes, like, yeah. like, finger gun. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, these two right here um, are getting their undergrad undergrad in MIT um, and are planning to join NASA. So um, I'm sort of giving them... Um, I, and they're wanting to start starting our lucrative internship program. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, there's always money in NASA, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's what we always and, say. He points to that in like engraved in the wall as the NASA logo. There's always money in NASA. There's always money in NASA. That's what we always say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as he points his five thousand dollar armani suit sleeve stretches back you see his rolex watch engraved in platinum also on his wrist yep yep we're roll, we're really rolling in it here the thing <laughs> is i don't know what to do with all this money because i'm on, i'm pretty new here so i i don't even understand how what what the different amounts are so sorry we're at 50 minutes i just noticed <laughs> yeah um i actually like do we have a good amount left? I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, there's cool. there. It depends on how some rolls go, but it could be cool. over very soon. It could also be another hour. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, passes, passes. Oh, uh, well, uh, um, they're all here for the internship program, so they don't need passes. Um, and, uh, Eric here is, uh, um, is a hero. (laughs) (laughs) 
no Uh, let's Um, get debbie out on the field here uh debbie will um she tries and she's like yeah i i could you tell me more about um these spacesuits dr hutch uh like distracting him away from the passes okay cool cool, they're so neat but like i just how do they work uh he's like well i'm afraid that's classified and uh mac you know you know interns need passes yeah but the thing is steven wasn't at the desk he the whole thing shut oh no he found out about the biscuits and gravy talkies didn't he he? found out about the biscuits and gravy (sighs) talkies i tried we were keeping it from him yeah i he he really need like he I think we need to set up an intervention. Uh, uh, he, I think he's yeah. a little addicted to talkies. Um, and it's actually really concerning. Like, And it's not only just like he just leaves work. Like every single document, every single pass he hands out is covered in that red that red dust. I know. I, I mean, look, HR's got a file as thick as they just makes like a vague hand gesture. All right, look, he pulls like a pad, like a sticky note pad out of his pocket and writes pass and then signs it and just like sticks one on Mac or not on Mac on Michael, sticks one on Debbie, sticks one on um, Eric. And he's like, just keep it, keep it short. All right. For sure. Um, so uh, it's strange. Um, I, Eric here's had some interesting things happened to him recently he's his hands started to glow like mine do sometimes isn't isn't that weird yeah you know it is odd we just got the satellite uplink for this morning and something took off from saturn i i don't know did was uh was um was there like a spacefaring race on Saturn? Not that I know of. I mean, I, me and my family were the only ones there. I thought. Well, I mean, you were on the moon. You were on Titan. Yeah, I was on Moon. <laughs> I remember my. Odd, lo- I mean, hey, hey, Starsky. I remember my yeah. own lore. You don't need to tell me I was on the moon. I know. Well, you said. You said you were on. You said you were on Saturn. It's like the Star Wars thing. They weren't on. All right, Endor. all right, all right. They were I, on I, a I got, moon of Endor. I got you too know. much to do here today to, to hash this out with you again. All right, so just what? Yeah, we'll we'll. I don't know. Read his brain or something. I'll I'll have the docs look at him. I don't know. You can always go see. Uh, vamping, vamping, vamping. He's saying this out loud. Vamping. Doctor Do- Miami mean, Vice. No, you're close. Uh, you can always take him to Doctor Guster. I mean, I mean, maybe it's the near death thing. I don't know. But look, just when you have a second, take a look at the readings. Let me know what you think. Everything that we've thought, you know, it's not the worms. We know that they can't take off. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, uh, I, Mac goes and takes a look at the readings. Uh, something enormous, like not planetary size enormous, but like to the human form something enormous has taken off now the satellites that you have don't have like a good image of it or anything but Mm. it is like i'm gonna say to since it's well yeah it's probably like this bigger than like a house it's just like 
giant mass has left the surface of Saturn. Is there is there any image of it at all, or do we just got the reading? Right now, it's more of like the satellite sort of like like echolocation in a way, like pinged it, so you know that okay. it's a mass, but that far out, you don't have like visual confirmation it. of it. You just know that it's on it's out. Uh, according to the readings, too, it's on its way here, and um, it passed over Titan on its way out. Okay. Um. This is bad, or this is interesting i mean well you said bad first is it bad do you know something compared well when the when eric spoke this morning it seems like something like took over him and was giving us a warning of something to come gotcha uh i mean that is definitely outside my purview uh if you wanted though i mean i think uh, vamping, vamping, vamping. Where did it go? Dr. Guster? Oh, here it is. No, I was going to say you should probably uh, go see Father Spencer if it's something about possessions or whatever. Like, Yeah. At the church? Yeah. St. Bernardine's. Well, I want to go talk to Dr. Guster first. We'll see if like they can okay. get some readings off of Eric. Eric, are cool. you cool with this? Do you want to... Yes, Eric's. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, probably, maybe doctor should have been our first call. I mean, if I passed out. Yeah, I mean, this is alien stuff. That's not not human stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's a human body. Anyway, like you know what, Eric? You know what, Eric? I don't have time. Let's go. Talk you know, I don't to have time Garris. to relitigate with you this again. All right. Yeah. Hey, I like this kid. Um, <laughs> you all. <laughs> You all leave the NASA facility, so you head to St. Bernadine's, or you head to Dr. Guster? I want to head to Dr. Guster first, while we're here. Because he's here, right? Oh, he's he's not here, he's at, like, the, his practice. I said, you can go see the doctor, Dr. Guster. I mean, there's, like, a NASA doctor who's here. Dr. Guster would be, like, the actual, like, physician on charge. Like, the doctor here is going to be more like the nurse at school kind of Got doctor. It. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go to see Dr. Guster first. Um, uh, so you head to Dr. Sean Guster, MD, sponsored by Tide Dish Detergent. And, Dr. Uh, Sean Guster. Jesus. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I had a lot of fun naming my NPCs. Um, yeah, you head over there and where is, I, hold on. I had more detailed notes than this. Unless they're farther down. They are not. Uh, give me just yeah. a second. Uh, before I before we go in, I I turn to everyone. I'm like, okay, so I don't know if you all of you ever gone to Doctor Guster, Sean Guster before, but he sort of has he likes to play some pranks every so often. Like he like he'll tell you something and then he'll just be like, psych. <sighs> yeah, so you know, just be aware of that um, when we're talking to him. He's sort of a hard person to read. Uh, it's hard to tell when he's being serious. So, um, the game makes their way to Dr. Sean Guster, uh, here to have, um, Eric looked into medically. Uh, his practice is small in building size, but not in scope. He handles most of the city, which makes it seem wild in canon that his sign shows he's sponsored by Tide Detergent and that the name tag on his white coat is the Tide logo, but with his name in it instead of the word Tide. When Tide Pods came out, or I guess they're not augmented mm -hmm. yet, if this is like 
the 80s 90s somewhere in the future but they're like young adults at this point but they're not like you know it's not modern day in in the future dr tide guster like like is behind the whole plan of making tide pods look like candy so he can like 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 capitalize on the tide tide pod emergencies his name is not dr tide guster but that's a very good name yeah I meant Sean Guster, but no, I know, I know, I, I wasn't like trying to correct you. It's more that's not his name, but it is a very good name. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying um, he's he in the future. He's he runs a racket on the whole Tide Pod thing. Like everyone has to go to him for po- uh, emergency poison control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus, Tide sales are booming because of him. So yeah, exactly. You know, um, it all goes back to Doctor Sean Guster. You've actually stumbled on the big bad of this campaign. Uh, the waiting room walls are covered in cowboy memorabilia and paintings. A few of them are clearly newer paintings commissioned to show cowboys using Tide. The gang waits for about an hour before being shown into the inspection room. The walls here are covered in more specific and expensive looking memorabilia. Two silver pistols, like a hat, like the clearly things that he has bought at auction. Like these are the actual, um, like memorabilia. The stuff outside is more like tchotchkes for, to keep up the, um, sure. The look, the aesthetic. The aesthetic. Uh, after a little bit of waiting for him, the gang outlines Eric's outburst. Dr. Guster is at first dismissive. Bad dreams or delusions aren't uncommon. In fact, his other patient who had a near-death experience has frequent bad dreams. Usually he prescribes pot for that. But this case, as you kind of push for him, he's going to make a medicine check now. Two pluses. Okay. Um, medically, he's uh, Eric is fine. Uh, he has... Let's see. A random gunshot wound for some reason that is yeah. unexplained. Mm-hmm. Uh, medically, he's fine. His brain is exhibiting some odd fluctuations, uh, but he had an MRI done and the results should be ready tomorrow as the printer's jammed and the company can't get here until four. Uh, so by tomorrow, he'll have the MRI results. Okay. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait till tomorrow. Until- I mean, unless you know how to fix a printer. That's I'm Doctor Starsky again. <laughs> no, uh, um, unless you know how to fix a printer. Um, what does Zap do? My, uh, actually, my, my spell Zap. Zap is the thing that that's well well done. I didn't you, you caught me there. Zap is what he does to make stuff work that shouldn't work. Yeah, I'm gonna do Zap right now. Cool. I'm gonna cast Zap. Uh, cool. You press Zap. You, Touch your hands to the machine, it zaps, and it starts printing as fast as it can, and basically until the it runs out of paper. Um, and this is a great scene because it's like the MRI, like the brain scan, is like like just every page of that brain scan, and it's like raining up in the air and down around you. As it does, you see pr- almost as if imprinted on his brain a shadow that is a point at the bottom and three points at the top, almost like a three-toed claw. Oh. My God. Now, in my medical opinion, that's not normal. Um, That is my professional medical advice. That's bad. Three-toed claw. Interesting. Um, I, I, I want to take one of the brain scans. It's like, hmm, let's see. I thought about going to father, father Michaels, 
Is that Father? Uh, no, it's um, St. Bernadine's Methodist Church. I haven't told you the name of that NPC yet. Got it, got it. Hmm. What does this look like to you? And I show Michael and Debbie and Eric. And um looks kind of like a claw, that's, right? Yeah, that's what I'd say. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, intelligence check for everybody here on the cast. Uh, if you want to do one as well to see if you... Sure. Might know something you can. So this is for Michael, Debbie, really? and Eric. I'm really not rolling any of my strengths yet. Uh, no. It is kind of weird that you ended up with um, the least social character leading the charge. I know. Um, my, er, Michael has two minuses. He's not sure what it is. Uh, Debbie has two pluses and then eric has he evens out uh michael is absolutely stumped he has no idea um and let me take a look at your rule oh what did you end up with as a total oh uh, i have a minus so i think it's like minus it evens plus. out yeah you all seem kind of stumped um debbie who had a plus i believe i said Yes. Debbie um, looks thoughtful for a minute and um, she says, well, it looks like a claw. And I mean, maybe he'd help. No, maybe she'd help. I, I, I have an idea. Get, get in the van. I get in the van. All right. Everybody gets in the van and she drives you to the McDonald's mall. Uh, Here we go. Uh, The McDonald's only grew in popularity as word of real space aliens existing and living in the U.S. grew. Uh, At that point, you know, in like the 80s, there weren't really any like confirmed aliens. Um, McDonald's capitalized on them being named after their products and expanded the McDonald's into a sprawling complex like shopping mall center almost like essentially imagine a McDonald's that is the size of a mall and there's like re- it's mostly restaurant but there's also like an enormous play place and there's probably stores that sell like Ronald McDonald stuff yeah, and yeah, like yeah. there's uh whack a grimace I don't know but the point is um oh there's a fun photo opportunity that's like the hamburglar where you can like pretend to be in jail it's a great time um I did also forget to mention that let me see if i have them listed here remind me later i'll try to find what i named all of the because i had names for his parents as well okay um but uh, here we go uh right expanding the mcdonald's into a sprawling complex shopping mall-sized restaurant with over 99 billion served in just this store uh a little fun joke there uh, though within the last 23 or sorry, within the last 29 epic, I mean, 30 years or so, uh, the more alien encounters that have happened and more have taken a residence on earth, it kind of like lost the shine. Less people started coming here because it wasn't like come to the one place where aliens live. Sure. Um, right now it's mostly run by a skeleton staff and they really only keep up one main dining room. The rest of the mall is kind of falling into disrepair or just mm-hmm. not seeing as much use. Um, as the gang passes, well, actually, uh, as the gang passes, they pass a female Ronald McDonald storming off, muttering that she has a prescription for that weed. Uh, at, at that point, Debbie stops you. Cause this is actually the person you were supposed to come meet. I didn't know if you were going to get here first before you knew you were supposed to meet them or sure, not. Sure, so sure, I sure. cut her that in. Uh, but Debbie stops and this is Joan Holmes. 
Joan Holmes. She's yes. She is um a she's the Ronald McDonald currently here at the store. Um and it seems like she has been let go for the day or possibly let go uh for smoking pot. Uh now she does, as she says, have a prescription for it. Uh she's being a little cagey as to why though. Uh excuse me. Excuse me, Joe. Oh, oh, hey, hey, Debbie, uh, Mac, right? She says as if she doesn't know who you are. You're the only yeah, space yeah, aliens yeah. in the city, and you're yeah. the reason there's this is a mall and not just a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's that polite thing of where like you definitely know someone, but you don't want to mm-hmm. be like I know you already uh, when you've <laughs> never actually been formally introduced. So it's like right, you know, Mac, right? Uh, Joan's not here for parasocial relationships. No, 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 no. Um, hey. Um, what's going on here? What they freaking uh, Lacey let me go uh, for I have a prescription and yeah I was smoking in the store but it was in the derelict hamburger fun around ride time store uh, like nobody goes in there you couldn't smell the smoke from the restaurant I walk in here that's what this voice is that's good um that's bullshit yeah i know right like i i need this to just like keep level ever since and then she just kind of trails off it's like well it doesn't matter it's bullshit i have a prescription yeah i mean if you got the prescription then plays it all you want right just yeah 100 percent. she offers you the the blind <laughs> Uh, Mac takes it. Um, this is not cool. the first time uh, uh, Mac has smoked pot. And yeah, the Mac and me cast is not my ideal blunt rotation. <laughs> Mac takes it, sucks it in, just like holds it in and blows out. Makes a with the with the smoke out. It makes a McDonald's mm-hmm. like arches, like somehow, um, just like a series of McDonald's arches come out like, you know, like when nice. people can do like quick smoke rings like it is. just She a, um, she mutters the rumors are true. That's right. I party. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Debbie thought you might be able to help us. Well, uh, like get some weed or fries or what? What do you need? Yeah. Those things. Let's go. Cool. Well, Mac I can't is now, go back in the Ma- store. Mac, Mac is now high. Um, okay. uh, yeah. Those you know, things. this is my fault for giving you the opportunity to be more chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fries. That sounds really great. Y'all want some fries? I turned to Ma- Michael and Debbie and Eric. I'm Eric's like, no, I want to, I want to know about the, my brain claw. Oh yeah, brain claw. Forgot about that. Sorry. Brain claw. Uh, Debbie hands her the um, the CT. Oh, the MRI. Yeah, the, MRI. the CT scan. Yeah, and Jason was like, "Damn, hey, uh, you with the brain thing? Did you die and come back to life?" Oh, you're not Eric. I'm not Eric. Eric. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Eric. I'm used to just interacting with Mac. Uh, Do a Eric scene by like, yourself. Yeah, quick. cool. Eric's like, yeah, I, yeah, I got shot a bunch. It was really graphic. And then Max's family brought me back together with their magic. And he kind of shrugs, like, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You definitely saw the dragon. Okay. Uh, 
uh, Mac uh, is taking another hit. It's like, yeah, magic. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you saw the dragon and it touched your touched you on the head. And now, you're, oh yeah, okay. You know what, co- guys, come with me. Uh, wait, I've got to show you some stuff in my basement. Uh, jo- y'all follow Joan. We cut to Joan's basement where the walls are covered in um, just dragon imagery like clearly this person has been studying dragons but it's that kind of classic um like conspiracy wall but some of the pictures are just like a picture they could find of a dragon it's not even like from a book like oh yeah this is like the picture over an article it was like i print i googled dragon pictures so i could put them like it's it's a shenron from dragon ball z there's like uh there's small smog from the all that one from the decimation of smog not like Mm -hmm. like fan drawing um no there's no dragon ball z imagery here there's only real dragons. Um, she's also got a stack of monster manuals from DN, from Dungeons and Dragons. Of course. Um, um, but Debbie, have you have you seen this dragon as well? Oh no, I haven't. I Joan Joan's the one who maybe was talking about dragons. Oh, hey, sorry. having a little bit of fun. I... Uh, Joan's like, yeah. So like, Max High, he's getting confused. A few years ago, I got hit by a bus. And I died for like three minutes and there was this whole dragon thing. Like everybody says, you know, the serotonin, it's not a serotonin, whatever the, she says the correct medical thing about how your brain's flooded with uh, D- DMT. Sure. With DMT. They said it was the DMT. Uh, I told them I hadn't taken any DMT. It was just weed. Uh, and little fun joke. Um, anyway, I died, and there was this like seven-headed dragon, and he was just all, "You could be my vessel, return to the mortal, eh, whatever." And then they defibbed me, and I was back. Right? Um, that sounds really familiar, Eric. That's what you no, said I, this I morning, right? And I looked at Debbie and my uh, Debbie and Michael. Being yeah, well, you- seven diadems, but yeah, uh, like crowns, but yeah, essentially, yeah, be my vessel. Um, that does track. It's like ah. So I've been doing like as much reading as possible and there's really just like one dragon that has seven heads and seven crowns. And from a shelf, she pulls down the Bible and flips (laughs) to the book of revelations. Oh my God. Okay. Flips to the revelations 12, which references the great. This isn't Mm -hmm. where this isn't going where I thought it was going to go. Yeah, well, you know what? You left Mike alone and made him do an RPG out of a bad movie. I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> she, like, reads all the... I don't have the passage at hand about the dragon, but there's a dragon with seven heads and seven crowns who consumes a woman and also a baby and is going to just eat the world generally. Um, like, I mean, that's probably... Sounds like, you know, what you were talking about. I'm wondering if, like... I don't know. It's weird though, because like I'm, I don't have that. Like she pulls, she pulls out a file that just says brain scans, and it's like, I mean, Doc uh, Guster makes me do these all the time to make sure that you know there's no weird trauma from the death, and like I don't. And she holds up her brain scan. There's no claw on the uh, on her brain. Ah uh, yes, Revelations twelve three. Mm-hmm. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Yeah, I just said all that. 
What? <laughs> yeah. Also, Mac did not read that out of the Bible. Mac just did that off the dome. Off the dome. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Eric's like, how do you know that? How do I know it? Yeah. Oh, um, um, for a brief time a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. McDonald's was um being like challenged by chick-fil-a in the chicken the chicken market mm-hmm. um and um chick-fil-a uh it puts bible verses on its like wrappers and stuff and they were mm-hmm. really trying to capture that sort of magic um so they did they did that and that was on one of the hamburger wrappers at one point the thing about the, the dragons Debbie's like, yeah, they got a dog that could play basketball as their mascot. I mean, it's not an alien, but it was still pretty neat. Hey, Freakwolves. Madison jumping in here. Just before Twitter comments or Facebook comments start adding me, it's in an out burger that has the Bible verses and um, passages on their fries and their fry wrappers and their burgers wrappers and bags and shit like that. It is in an out burger, not Chick-fil-A. I apologize for this deep, deep fast food inaccuracy transgression that I made. It was totally worth recording a message to correct myself. But when I listened to it, I knew I was wrong. And I hope you can all forgive me from this. Um, And I hope you're all enjoying the episode. All right, let's jump back in. Uh, so yeah, that's how I know about that. Michael's like looking at the brains. Like he's got like the Bible in one hand, but he's like, but I, I, why don't you have this though? It's like, ah, I don't know. It didn't touch my head though. From what I've done, like a lot of like anecdotal research, I'm turning into somebody from Minnesota now. So like, let's not just talk about that. All right. Uh, this is now Canon. I've been from Minnesota the whole time. All right. So, um, I've done a lot of anecdotal like research and there's some other people who've had near death experiences uh, and they'll talk about the dragon and how it tries to touch them on the head. But then like they get defibbed or they come out of a coma or like whatever. I, it seems weird. Uh, Roll with what's, what's your best stat? (laughs) My best stat is dexterity. Well, shit. All right. Roll mental dexterity. Uh, to try to piece together this. I'm going to try to help you get at least one roll that you can do well on. <laughs> I got two minuses for the listeners. I got two roll minuses. literally the worst they possibly could yeah, have yeah, on yeah. their strong stat. You have a yeah. plus, right? I have a plus, so it's a plus minus. So two minuses. Uh, two minuses you're fucking plus. baked, and you think this has something to do with Eric. Like, something about Eric the person is the difference. Let me roll for everybody else. <laughs> See if anybody can move the plot along. If Michael's going to get a plus for his inspiration. He's going to get an advantage. All right, that's well cool. You know, uh, you know what? I'm going to try to move this along. That's for Eric and Debbie. Now Michael's going to roll with advantage. <laughs> okay, Michael. Um, speaks up and he goes uh, after i assume you announced to the room that you think it's eric's fault um it's you uh, man it's you it's you it's not, i it's mean you, it man. could be 
could be me. David's like, yeah, maybe we haven't. And Michael's like, no, it's magic. The difference is, the difference is you and your parents brought Eric back by magic. Aren't you from like Titan or something? Isn't that what start the doctor said? The NASA one? Yeah, I'm from the moon of Saturn, Titan. You know how like there's a moon of Endor and I'm not actually from Saturn? <laughs> Like, like, you know, there's like a moon of Andor. Hey, look, they, they were, that was, they, that was, that was Dr. Starsky Hutch, man. That wasn't me. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's okay. Yeah. 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 You're in a safe place now. I mean, we're in the basement, uh, but of a, we're in a dragon basement, but this is a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm from Titan and that there seemed to be something from the readings from Dr. Starsky in mine's lab, something was flying from Saturn and passed over Titan um hmm. it seemed giant um a, like a huge thing so there's got to be a connection right it's, it's too it can't be too coincidental so maybe that thing is a I, dragon that's i mean that would probably that tracks i guess somehow but it's like logistic, like based off the situation that has been laid down, that makes logistical sense in the grand scheme of how the world works. Works that does not make logistical no, sense no, to no. my like. But it's like, well, yeah, if we're looking at just the facts that we have, I think a giant biblical seven-headed dragon is coming for Eric. There's two places I want to go. Uh, okay. I want to confront my parents again and okay. present with them everything that I we know now. But I'm wondering if, to get more biblical sense, we could go talk to um, someone at Saint Saint Benedict's Bernard, uh, Bernardine's Saint Bernardine's Church um, first to get all the information before we go confront my parents. Saint Bernardine's is my favorite subtle joke in this because Saint Bernardine is the patron saint of marketing. Oh, really? That's fine. Yeah. I Googled patron saint of product placement to see what happened, and patron saint of marketing came up. How's there a patron saint of marketing? There was an article I didn't read. I just needed the name. Okay. Uh, but um, apparently that exists. All right. Um, I'm, let's go to the, ch the church next. Um, I say, Joanne, um, you're not, I mean... If if you don't have anything going on, you can come with us. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come along to see the dragon that like I've. That she's not saying it like um shittily. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come along. I mean, I've kind of this has been my thing for a while, so I'll, yeah, I'll see it through. Um, I'm rolling to flirt with Jo Joanne. Uh, Joan, but sure. Uh, I got a minus, so it evens out. Uh, we'll give her. What do you think? Does she have a plus zero or minus two? Charisma. We'll say, is a, it charisma? She's, she, she's a clown, but I guess her job is entertaining. So she's the bard of of this world, I'd say. Give her a plus. Yeah, nope. she's not not. I mean, we're both pretty high, so she maybe she didn't notice it. Maybe it's like she doesn't really respond either positively or negatively. It is like it could just be like. Noted. Max wants to flirt with me. We'll see about that later. Or just like Got didn't it. hear you at all. Cause Got it. It's like maybe when there's a better time. Like she like yeah. like logs it. 
Um, I mean, the, the you are going to go face a bit like theoretically a biblical dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. establish that Mac is really into um, uh, Ronald McDonald. Um, I'll say, is like, it the the person in the costume, or is it the costume that Mac is? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Hard to say. I think it's both. I think it's both. I think there's like um, slightly a, a a McDonald fetish thing in it, but it's also like a. Um, because they have a connection with like dragons and this connection to the world of Saturn. Like, I think, I think there's like a personal connection and they both get high. Right. So there's, mm-hmm. there's enough, there's enough there. Cool. Uh, so you all pile into the van. Where are you heading first? You said the church. I'm going to the church first. Yeah. I want to, I want to have all the information before I present to um, my parents again. Uh, so there's really only one church of note in this part, these parts, St. Bernadine's Methodist Church. Uh, the gang makes their way to the old Redstone Chapel to speak with Father Burton Spencer, a well-respected member of the community and a friendly ear for anyone in the town who has a problem. He's also the leading biblical mind. He gained a lot of points in the eyes of the town by being extremely cool with the whole aliens are here in our community, and I don't see them as a threat thing. Okay. Naturally, you know, there's the idea, oh, aliens are here and real. That's an abomination. God hates us, etc. He just was like, Hey, yeah, cool. Welcome to the church. Like, if you want to, etc. Like, he's pretty chill about it. Um, you see him sweeping pews. Okay. Um, pew pew, right? Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey, hey Mac, father. it's been a while. Yeah. Sorry, I should forget. Mac, it's been a while. Uh yes. It's oh, me, yeah. Richard Harris. Yeah. How's it shaking with the Lord? This is going to be the worst sounding scene we've ever done. Yeah. How's it shaking with the Lord? I haven't seen you since we did that cross promotion. McDonald's um, and uh, uh, McDonald's communion and communion thing for the kids. I got in a lot of trouble with the deacons doing a promotional thing for McDonald's. So I kind of had to lay low for a while. I mean, Keep my how, nose clean. how are we going to uh, get kids to do their first communion? If not um, with uh, tasty McDonald's. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the problem. Communion is supposed to be like, you know, bread, not sesame seed buns or mm-hmm. or chicken those nuggets, French toast sticks that I think are probably a thing still now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I I brought my parents back to life with Coca Cola. I don't know why that couldn't be the blood of Jesus. Yeah, we I kind of left that out of the reports. I'll be honest, Mac. That blows up our whole spot. So I kind of left yeah. that one out. Yeah. Anyway, um, hi. Uh, <laughs> hey. So, uh, uh, what's what can I do? I see Debbie. Welcome, welcome, Shalom. Uh, oh, Shalom, Father. Uh, Debbie's Jewish now. Um, uh, cool. Has been the whole time. Get those, get those woke points. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Um, Debbie and Mac have had like very like intense but respectful discussions about if Coca Cola is the blood of blood of Christ. <laughs> um, and it's, she she doesn't believe that Christ was the Messiah, so it, it could Jesus could be, uh, like so. Who, what is Coca Cola the blood of? Like it's of the Messiah. Oh, so. it's it is mostly discussions of you trying to put forward that theory possibly, and Debbie very patiently trying to explain to you Coca Cola is actually the blood of the workers that work for uh, Coca Cola, okay. 
and not the blood of not the blood of Jesus. And it's more the conversations are her very exasperatedly trying to get you to stop saying that Coca-Cola is the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Not from a religious standpoint, just more from a this is 100 percent not that. Yeah. Um, cool. This is this campaign is I I should have put this on rails more. Um, no, no, no. We're good. Um, so, Father, um, we're <clears throat> kind of hunting down. We're kind of on like a mystery hunt. Um, oh, that's fun. Um, what is um? This may seem completely random and batshit crazy of a question, but what do you know about? seven-headed dragons um oh, in, a, yes. in a religious sense the the dragon of revelations revelations 12 through 13 and then he reads it out again uh that's what i know it's coming at the apocalypse yeah anything having it, it to do with death and resurrection well um i mean theoretically the dragon resides in hell until the gates open at armageddon so I suppose um, it could be in the land of the dead. I, I grim implications that anybody who sees it's definitely gone to hell. Huh. Turn to Eric. Yeah, he doesn't look. He looks extremely unhappy at this revelation. Eh, revelation. Have you seen a dragon? I mean, I don't remember, but I guess like when I died, I it touched my brain or something, and now it's. Coming to make me its vessel. It's coming to make you its vessel. One of the great monsters of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've just like passed out and I said a whole thing about boiling seas and burning continents. And hmm, hmm, that's bad. That's bad. It's very bad. So I, where it's coming from hell? Um, we had, uh, the. I just realized what you've done um, a little bit. Uh, it's coming from Saturn, um, seemingly. Interesting, interesting. S excuse me for a moment. Um, and he gets up and walks out of like the room, like into like a, a back room or something of the chapel. Um, and he's gone for a few minutes. Give me, what would like insight be? That's wisdom, right? Generally. Um, insight. Yeah, it's more like street smart. Everybody's so. gonna roll wisdom. I love my all of my rolls are just like the most middling thing ever. I get like a yeah. We're nice. kind of rolling very middle of the road. Uh, um, none of you are prepared for when Father Burton Guster comes dashing back into the chapel with this very old looking, like big, long, like almost decorative axe. Oh. Uh, kill, kill the vessel and the dragon can't take hold. Kill the vessel. Whoa. Uh, and he's now coming at y'all. Um, does the doctor is or the, no, the, the, the father, father Burton Guster. No, father um, Burton Spencer. Um, I'm going to, uh, was he using a vacuum cleaner to clean the fuse? Uh, sure. Cool. I zap it. Um, to mm -hmm. bring it to life, um, to mm -hmm. trip him, um, to gotcha. try to trip him. Mm -hmm. um, uh, then I'll just say that works. That's fine. He can trip. You trip up uh, Father 
uh, Sean Guster, Burton Spencer, one of the two psych guys. Um, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. combinations of the psych characters. Spoilers yeah. for my elaborate system that you definitely haven't figured out yet. Uh-huh. Um, um, I, uh, then I tell Michael, get the axe. Get the axe. Uh, all right, Michael will we'll do strength checks here. He has a plus. And the father does not. <laughs> so ultimately, Michael does manage to wrestle this large axe away from um, the father. Uh, he gets doing? up and he starts, what are you doing, he starts swinging the he starts swinging the vacuum cleaner as he's like, if you kill the vessel of the dragon, can 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 take it. It'll have to go home, I think. I'm out of you my league, but I usually if you get rid of vessels, then like imagine pouring water into a cup and then you break the cup. The water can't stay. It has to go somewhere else. There has to be another way. We can't just kill Eric. Yeah, I mean my vote's definitely not to do that. Michael's like, yeah, my vote's definitely not to do that. This is the first time I've spoken in the in the movie. Um then he's like, mm, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh there's got to be another way. This seems well, to be gonna. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. We have time for this. <laughs> yeah, let's let's be very polite to each other after you try to just kill my best friend. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. Let's talk at the same time. Okay. That's Three, gonna be really good. Three, two, one. What I think you should do is the. Oh, oh, you got me. All right. I think you should be like you're the spaceman. Why don't you go do something? What do you know? I don't know anything about this shit. I just, I'm just really high and I'm really scared for Eric. And I just, maybe my parents, maybe my parents know, will know more now that we kind of learned everything, I think. Um, yeah, go, go talk to them then. Don't do that. Cause I mean, otherwise, sorry, but we got a vessel got to go as they say in, <laughs> As they say in seminary, vessel gotta go. I'm just, we're gonna leave, but I'm just gonna say, I don't think I'm coming to the the uh, the ice cream social next week. Okay, like yeah, this is this is really this has really shook me. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna eat at McDonald's anymore for similar reasons. Hey, I really hate that this has ruined our friendship. Yeah, me too. This kind of sucks. This kind of sucks. It really sucks, really bad. I wish he you takes off his my friend. He takes off his half of the BFF necklace that you have. Thanks. And he's like, I, I'm going to keep it for good. For no, you don't. Ha you don't get to have it. I'm just taking it off. Like, good memories, but you know, I don't think it, it's just things have changed now. Yeah, things have changed. I take my mine off as well. All right. Um, it was half of a. It was like half of the arches. Like it was McDonald's. Like half of the arches. Um. No, it was his was the top bun and yours was the patty and bottom bun. Oh, uh, okay. That's good. That's good. Um, um we we walk out of the church and then like Mac is the last to leave and he looks back. Um mm -hmm. and Oh, um the father is like sharpening or like like ha testing the heft of one of the long like tall candle holders, like yeah. swinging it to see if he could use this as a weapon if he needed to. Got it. Got it. Hoping, as soon as he sees you look back, he like tries to hide it behind his back, but it's taller than he is. Yeah. Um. And uh, Mac just shakes his head and then walks out. And then we're gonna uh, go. We're then we're gonna go back to my parents. Learning. Cool. So you you head go. back to Gatorade Pines Elderly Care Home, and uh, your parents are there. 
your dad's playing bocce ball with old Mr. Jenkins, and it is it's a tight match. It's close. Okay. I go to my mother and mm-hmm. I say, Mom? Yes, dear. We know about the dragon. Oh damn. Eric Eric seems to be in danger. Father uh, Father Sure. My my good friend the father. Uh not that not dad, the father. Right, no. Uh, your Birdie. best friend of many years. The yes, father who's the father. hiding in the bushes over there. And you look and you see that candle uh, like whatever kind of like sticking out of a bush. Debbie? Make sure yeah. make sure uh father what was it? Father Mackenzie? I just keep thinking uh, Father Mackenzie. Yeah, it's fine. It's one of the psych I just call him Father Psych. Fi- fa- father Psych make sure Father Psych doesn't shank uh Eric. He's hiding over there in the bushes. She cracks her knuckles and she's like, got it, definitely. Brings I'm out the muscle bro- of the team. Yeah, it brings yeah. out some brass nuts knuckles. Yeah, so as she's uh, cracking her knuckles, as soon as her handcuffs away, she's not just wearing brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> She cracks her knuckles, dips them in a a bowl of glue, and then a bowl of broken glass. Yeah. Um, mother, what is this? Eric, Eric seems to be endangered. Like a dragon's gonna come from Saturn to inhabit him or something. Mm -hmm. Like, explain yourself. Mm -hmm. Explain this. So we had a whole other scene planned at the library where we'd written all this down in our journals that we'd sold or that you'd accidentally thrown out when we moved out of the house and you had to go to the library. But that's just we've already been here for so long. We're going to cut all that. And I'm just going to remember and tell you now. Okay. So. Sounds about uh, right. In in talking now as myself, but giving exposition, it turns out Saturn is hell and the moons are like guard posts where there's some like species like us. We hang out on those moons. We keep stuff from escaping into space. Turns out we were the only ones on Titan. And so when we got sort of abducted, that just stuff could escape now. As long as it flew over Titan and not the other moons. Uh, it was kind of thing where sometimes they try to escape and we'd, you know, we'd zap them a little bit. And they didn't seem to like that. So we'd. Keep him at bay, but... Whoopsie! Big whoopsie. Jeez. Jeez. This... Yeah, well, kind of not on us, though. Not to on us. To be fair, we were abducted, and this planet doesn't yeah. have a space program that could get us back, so... Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a... Um... Also, have you had gin? I have had gin. I mean, we don't have gin on Titan. No, We have no. water that we have to get from rocks. Yeah. Have you um, uh, have you had tonic yet? Have you mixed it with tonic yet? Yes, I'm. You know we've lived here for many years. I'm like I've had all the liquors. I'm just saying, like yeah. gin and tonic, great drink. It's all right. Great classic cocktail. This this is yep. bad. This yeah. is bad. Sounds like, sounds like it. Sounds like a bad thing's happening. Wait, how do we stop time? How do we how do we, <laughs> how do we stop it? How do we stop him from coming and inhabiting Eric? Oh, I don't know. We'd always things would be coming coming up, and we just kind of. Pss, pss. But I mean, that was you know, in space where there's a lot of hydrogen. Saturn's lousy with it, and so are the moons. Yeah, I learned this on Wikipedia, and that just made made the Zappy a lot more powerful. But down yeah. here, I. I'm sure when you were on, I'm sure when you were on Saturn, you didn't know what to call it. But once you came to Earth, you could get, look at Wikipedia and 
like now you have final name like yeah i think the internet exists when this movie is being made yeah sure uh, well shit i guess do we just set up somewhere and fight the dragon like how do we what do, what do we do zappy we'd zap it we zap the dragon yeah but i mean zap, you need something bigger zap, than just zap the, the dragon zap 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 the dragon that's where vanilla ice comes out and we get into the zap the dragon uh musical number yeah all those juke dancers from the mcdonald's party at the first movie are mm. back got it um i guess we need something big enough to zap the dragon mm-hmm. as it's coming into earth um i re i i try to think about like well, is mm, i suppose if it doesn't have a vessel then it can't stay hmm I mean, I'm not saying you kill your friend. That's horrible. No. I don't know who would suggest that. You just hear, you look over, and you see Debbie is just kicking that bush. What if we? Is there any way to make Eric not the vessel? Like to transfer the vessel into something else, like a squirrel or a um. Hmm. Well, someone else who has died, or like anyone but my best friend Eric. I'm chaotic evil. <laughs> I suppose if you broke the connection somehow, um, like kill Eric, bring him back to life immediately, but not by our magic powers, maybe the squirrel thing could work too. I mean, if we killed a squirrel and brought it back to life, then immediately, maybe that would happen. This is getting a little dark for me though. Yeah. What if we kill it? What if we kill something else? And bring it back to life, and then make the ves the new vessel that thing. Um, that, that could work, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, right now it's still coming for Eric, so we'd have to like break that connection also. But yeah, that could work. Mike didn't plan on that, but yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we could tr- also try to kill Eric. Not saying we're doing it, friend. Not saying we're doing it. Yeah. But- no, I, I, I know. I know. But we'd have to kill you in a way where, but also know how we could bring you back to life, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, roll. Give me like a. Give me a mental dexterity check. I was gonna say wisdom or intelligence or literally anything, but yeah. If you fail this, Eric or Michael can use inspiration. So that's two, a two, pl- pluses two pluses. And a yeah. Zero. Yeah. I've I've sparkled throughout the episode some ideas. Yeah. Of how there, you said um, there. I I think I remember there was some like, um, you said there was like um, some hospital like 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 defibrillators. Defibrillators. You're also working on a cryo sleep pod that right now is a mm. little too cold, but okay. With some tinkering, with maybe combining some of the elements that you've been working on. Okay. You might be able to. What's the flatliners? Yeah, flatliners. Yeah, yeah. You uh, might be able to do that. Um, there's other options. I mean, you could try to just kill the dragon outright. I mean, you'd need Zappy, but again, you got, there's a number of different writers. There's a doctor in town. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a giant mall that's pulling probably, it could pull probably enough electricity. Um, 
depends on what you want to do. Like I said, yeah. if you want to improvise from there as well, that's like up to you. But we're kind of hitting the final boss territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, Eric, you're my best friend. Yeah, you're my best friend. I really don't want to put your life in danger. I kind of want to just zap the dragon. Zap, 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 the, zap the dragon. The dragon. Yeah, no, I'm done. I think that's a good. I mean, so what do you? How do you want to zap it? Like, what's the? Let's let's go to the most the place in town that uses the most great amount of power and energy um, to function. Mm -hmm. The Bitcoin factory. No, the McDonald's mall. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to channel it somehow. Um, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Doctor Startsky and get him to. Um, tell him what the situation is and get him on okay. board. Um, we need to. We can channel the power from the mall, but we also need to aim it properly, right? So, mm -hmm. like, I, we don't want to miss, um, or else we're just down here fighting the dragon. So, let's get him on board, and we'll have to build some sort of lightning gun. Gotcha. Giant okay. lightning gun. Uh, Joan, who's still here, still dressed as Ronald McDonald, uh, is like, I I have an idea for that. Okay. Uh, and cut so two. you cut to uh, the montage of like people like you and Dr. Starsky and Joan, still dressed as Ronald McDonald, are looking at schematics. Everybody's kind of nodding. Or like Everybody shakes their head and crumble up, throw them away. We keep going as Zap, Zap, Zap the Dragon. Uh, or the, what's the, the, what's, hit the, what's the song that's playing over the montage? Oh, Zap, Zap, Zap the Dragon. It's Zap. This is our hit single from this the movie. Back Zap in me 2D6. Um, okay. And it's like, zap, zap, zap the dragon. Crackles of energy. Yeah. Um, we see like Mac and, or not Mac, um, Eric and Michael are like disassembling some of the rides at the McDonald Mall. Stuff like that, like moving stuff around. Um, a few more montages of that. And then finally, of like with a mound of schematics crumpled up around you, you all look at one and you all nod to each other and like start shaking hands. Uh, um, can I can I tell you what the thing is, actually? Um, uh, sure, yeah. I had an idea, but what do you want it to be? Um, I'll let you say your idea, but I'll also share mine. Um, oh, so we'll do like, what you want to do. Like it's your, yeah. your playing. So there's a roller coaster um, mm -hmm. in the mall, right? Um, mm -hmm. we reorient the tracks to launch like high, like to, like to launch one of the carts, like mm -hmm. up high in space. And we turn the car into a plane, like a small, like plane. Mm -hmm. And so whatever the device is, is on the car or it's handheld, or there's like a long cord or something. And we have to launch myself into up high enough to get I close see. to the dragon and then zap him as he's coming into our atmosphere. Um, so it's like, I, I, I love use, that. If that's what you want to, you want to do, I use my zap powers to make the, the cart plane fly at the right time mm -hmm. and then fly up into space. Get oh, up I assume that's how you launch it. I mean, you zap it yeah. so to get the cart going fast enough to yeah. hit escape velocity. Yeah. Yeah. And then once we're like lined up, like in the perfect mm -hmm. spot, like, 
in front of the dragon, which I think is like huge, like as big as like the dune worm, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to zap it out of the atmosphere. Sure. Uh, I love that. Uh, my idea was somewhat similar, but we'll go with that. I will steal from my idea. As you launch the cart, you go through one of the uh, arches of yes. the McDonald's sign, and then the Absolutely. wings unfold. Uh, I'm here's what I'm gonna say. This plan works. Okay. Use if you have any skills that could help with this. Give me a con save to see if you survive. Okay. But the plan works. You have like repelled the dragon. Repel, repel, repel the dragon. Repel, repel, repel the dragon. Whatever skills that you have that you think you can use to I survive. Think, I think like when we launch into like, mm-hmm. yeah, it works, but there's no like escape plan once you're there. So like it uses all, yeah, the, it uses all the energy um, mm-hmm. to uh, to get up there. But like all the energy zapped after the the dragon is like decimated right mm-hmm. um so i'm free fall like mac in the car just free falling and oh so you I, didn't hit escape velocity this was in the atmosphere this i think this is in the atmosphere okay. i think gotcha. or it's kind of like when iron man is falling from the sky yeah, yeah i get you right mm-hmm. you know um and i'll use my best stat as dexterity to try to you know guide the pod in a way to make it glide sure um and will be a fun thing to like glide into like um there's a coca-cola factory and okay um i'm aiming for one of the vats to like hit you know right mm-hmm. here we go Plus, plus, minus. So that ends up being a plus. So yeah, I think um, you hit, you actually like don't land in the vat. You kind of like come in at just the right angle where you actually hit the lip of the vat and tip it over and Coca-Cola spills out all over the floor, but it's like lightly crackling. And people are like, ooh, tastes like, oh, my God, you got to try this. And you've actually launched a new, new flavor Coke. of Coke, slightly Coke. electric. <laughs> new Coke. This is, the, this is no. the advertising campaign for new Coke. This entire RPG is just the advertisement campaign for new Coke. Yes. Yeah. Which has no. Uh, shape, actually, like, in fact, as people are like wow it's like this is really good this new coke uh it like the screen like zooms out to be like the coke logo and it like but like with like a porthole in it and then it shuts to show you the coke logo and this actually has been a coke commercial the whole time credits roll end of movie amazing i was gonna say like like if it's in modern times it could be like Mm -hmm. an advertisement campaign for coke zero because the electricity oh yeah fries all the sugar Um. in it it's going to be, this is, I, I retcon that this is actually the ad. It is like the idea of like, wow, this tastes just like, they're like, wow, I didn't, hey, I thought that was supposed to be the one without sugar. It's like, yeah, it is. This tastes just like regular Coke, but zero sugar. And there's like, okay, everybody keep it quiet. Keep this quiet. Keep, sh- nobody talk. Jesus. Amazing. And it's secretly the origin. This whole movie is secretly the origin story of Coke Zero. Yeah. And, um, they all the 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 family gathers around mac who's in the cart mm-hmm. um and um eric is like 
Nomak, Nomak, don't go, don't go. I think it's like touch and go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, he picks up like, just like a little pool of the Coke Zero, slurps it at, at, in his hand um, mm-hmm. and is like, I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> and then he calls, they do that at the end or whatever, the 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 bubble gum will be back thing. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, And well, that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. I'm not going to ask you if I did it because I didn't. This was a, this. I just did a and d campaign. I didn't do a pitch for a movie that was also a playable RPG. You actually did it. You did. You really did it. This is you absolutely did way more than I thought. We, we played a game and this is exactly what I wanted. You knocked this out of the park and this was amazing. Um, I am. Um... This was everything. I apologize for the extra length equalizer free equals. You're not the equalizers. We are. My brain's dead now. Um, this got went, like I said, we knew this could go long. It went much longer than I had anticipated. I did have a whole thing about the journals at the library. Yeah. Uh, the, let me pull up my notes here. There's some stuff that we never got to. The librarian was Mrs. Rizzoli. Um, there was a, somebody Isles as well. That's what started the bits. The library was the first scene I wrote, and I killed Mrs. Rizzoli, and so then the rest of them were like, yeah, of course, I'll keep are going. You, are you a fan of that show? Have you watched that? No. Oh, that's funny. No. Me and a friend at one point in college, we were like, you know what would be hilarious? If we just got super into Rizzoli and Isles, like, to a level that is alarming to people, and then it's like we know, and then later it's like, that's not a joke, though. <laughs> that's just at that point, we just know a lot about Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah. Um, um, but I had a scene at the library here. I'll be finding the right notes. Um, oh, uh, thinking that the library was maybe going to be the first place you went, I had a fun bit where before I escalated the amount of like corporate sponsorship in the movie, uh, they were going to have the first scene after the house at the library right in front of a vending machine. We were actually going to see the scene reflected through the glass of a vending machine. So the first full like five uh, minutes of that scene are just looking at the contents of a vending machine and their vague reflections off of it. Um, but yeah, the joke that you never responded to is that the nursing home is the Gatorade Pines nursing home. I was very surprised that you didn't run amused by that. But yeah, I did just as much product placement as I could. I also went deep on the, I was like, the only thing I can spin off of is the fact that Eric fucking died and they brought him back to life. Yeah. And then I was looking up stuff and they're from a moon on Saturn. And in another movie we've done, canonically, Saturn is kind of hell. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. When they step off the porch on Beetlejuice, they're technically on Saturn. So I just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I that was fucking amazing. Uh, that was Mac and Me two D six. Yeah, so good. I thank you, thank you for. Well, I had to. I mean, you're not welcome. You made me do this. <laughs> but was it fun? <sighs> It somewhat there were legitimate points where my brain actively refused to just conceive of working on this. Like I had the vague idea, I had a vague system, and brain was like, "That's enough." I ref- I actively refused to like work in a way that will let you write a pitch down. Mm-hmm. Like, Please, well, but that's behind me now. I can return to living my normal life. Yep. For now. All right. Yeah, it's we've been doing this forever. Uh, Madison, where can the people find us? People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. You can also find us in the bottom of, uh, on one of your dice. Um, If you turn to one of the sides, um, one of the sides 
where there's supposed to be a two, there's just our podcast title, The Equalizers. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. I had a trans- oh, I should mention the secret rolls I was making was Eric has to roll a con save after every scene to see if the dragon takes over his brain. Oh, my God. And if he every time he crit fail, if he crit failed, he'd have to do it with one less dice each time. And at three fails, then he just left the party and went to go herald the dragon, etc. Oh but you've succeeded almost all of them. So did you didn't come up? But did you have a whole dragon fight like planned? Like I wasn't. Gonna... No, I had a vague idea. It was like if it lands, I had a thought of like um, if you if the dragon gets here and it was probably going to next scene, then you're going to have to fight it and unless you catch on and come up with a plan about like defibs or the cryo you whatever like mm-hmm. you could fight it without doing the let's kill eric and break the connection thing and then bring him back to life almost immediately or whatever via science instead of magic thus sure. breaking the connection um that would win otherwise you were going to beat the dragon but i was going to have to make you be like okay but which character dies in the fight now got it like got it. Possibly all of you would die fighting the dragon. It was yeah. going to be a success. Like in my mind, unless you were like narratively, it it wins. Well, I was I, going to let you win in a physical fight. But if you found a f- smarter solution like you did, then I wasn't going to just be like making well, kill people. I, I realized like, OK, so if somebody dies and I bring them back by magic, then they're the new vessel. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that would have mm-hmm. been like, you know, like that. Like, so I'm like, how can we do something where we don't kill anybody or something like but or except for yeah. Mac, like put myself in danger because then mm-hmm. that, that and was... so um but yeah the idea was if it landed and you physically fought the dragon you would succeed but it'd be like okay so roll for this attack whatever mm. great if the, if you don't roll well then like debbie dies in the, the fight great roll got again it. and it, like until you succeed or until you all die and then the dragon wins got it, got um it. Okay. but again you found the smarter solution and didn't let it land or whatever so then i didn't really have a plan other than just if Madison comes up with a plan, we'll maybe roll if we have to. Otherwise, it succeeds. It's very Mac and me to deconstruct a McDonald's and use McDonald's to fight. The it's more Jimmy Neutron than it's very Jimmy Neutron. But anyway, uh, um, what are we doing next time as a normal, not three hour episode? Uh, I know I think- for December, you, you want to do uh, sci fi films, right? Like crappy. Yeah. Dumb. yeah, I thought that was like going to be a good thing. I'm looking at Krull. Crawl. Yeah. I've never seen Crawl. It's a classic. On the planet of Crawl, an evil creature called the Beast decimates the world's army and kidnaps the lovely Princess Lysa, who's destined to become queen. Her brave beau, Prince Colwyn, leads a motley band of warriors. Uh, lists a bunch of names I don't care about to rescue his beloved. However, before he can face the Beast, Colwyn must locate a mystical weapon known as the Glaive, which he can use to slay the hideous villain. Mm. That's pretty fun. That's some high swashbuckling fan or uh, sci-fi fantasy for us. Yeah. Uh, let's do crawl. Crawl. Let's do it. We can do Valerian next. This was already so. This was very convoluted. I'd like to maybe do something not sure. twisty turny next, and then we can hit Valerian after that. 
Do we want to do, because we talked about the idea also of making all of these Christmas movies, like make all of our sequels, kind of how we did Mitchell's First Uh, Machines for Thanksgiving for the month of December. Do we want to just take all these weird sci-fi classics or bad sci-fi movies and every sequel is a Christmas movie? Yes, absolutely. Let's let's kill it. Yeah. All right, cool. So So next time, tune in for Crawl Goes Xmas. What are we going to call it this Christmas month of like um, Christmas in space? or you kept maybe Christmas in space. You kept saying Decyber for sci-fi. Decyber. Uh, that's really that's the reason you wanted to do sci-fi movies all of December yeah. was the kill with the word Decyber. I kind of like Christmas in space. Christmas in space. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Well, then frequels get ready for the first of our at least three as we decide if we're going to do a Netflix movie for Christmas. First of yes. three Christmas in space movies with Krull two. So, for the Equalizers... I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Noll. Ho, 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 I don't know anything about Crow. <laughs> to be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two-step strut. Come on, answer me. Thank <laughs> you.